way to go now It's a freak show down in the city Broken dreams and desperate screams The switchblade gleams down in the city Empty cans, forgotten plans Begging hands down in the city Let us drool a broken tune And come soon down in the city Down, yeah down, down Nothing's new, the mood is blue now What's the truth down in the city? The streets are going to really yellow mode The heart is cold down in the city What's your back? Never slack The soul is black down in the city Look around at every sound Compassion has drowned down in the city Down! Yeah, down, down, down in the city, down, yeah, down, down, we down in the city. All right, here we go, folks, Incendiary Radio on the Republic Broadcasting Network, back with you again. It's February 4th, 2024, and my, how things are materializing here in this new year month and a few days in and everybody said buckle up so many people and here we are um you know i've just it's it's hard not to get down um, you know uh, kind of just a, a cross between totally pissed and um demoralized and you know that that whole deal and this is their this is their objective we have to keep this in mind but at the same time it is it is a difficult process at times not to get worn down by these machinations and to watch just every single day lunacy um the complete you know when when you're talking about the spiritual realm and the realities that we're we're facing and how it's affecting um elements in our society the people that are already susceptible to, let's just say, dark forces and already susceptible to um, manipulation and um, being, you know, susceptible to to the evil impulses and this sort of thing. Um, we're really seeing the this materialize okay so yesterday henry mccow had this thing about yuri bezmanov up on his site and you know i i kind of use when it talks about demoralization operations i constantly kind of harp on that you know so the crisis stage is imminent is basically so you've got demoralization 
educating an entire generation in Marxist ideology, destabilization, economy, foreign relations, and defense systems. Well, we're seeing that already, the real um, pedal to the metal um, sequence of, of events concerning destabilization since this whether you believe that Biden is truly in power or in truly in the White House and this, you know, you believe this whole kind of Q scenario or whatever's going on uh, over the last three years, what it, what it really seems, at least what's what we're being able to grasp or absorb is this total destabilization. Now we're. Uh, crisis is the third stage here. Violent change of power, structure, and economy. And so that's where Henry McCow says we're kind of at. We'll think about the the border being wide open, us absorbing large elements of quite possibly um, hostile military forces here for um, exploits and operations and you know, you're 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 seeing so many people reporting from different angles out here about former intelligence type people, FBI higher ups, and all this reporting on uh, hackers going after the grid, hackers going after water treatment plants, and so forth. So we haven't seen. Now, we are seeing some more food processing facilities being targeted. And a lot of people are really talking about famine and this and that. So I'm trying to keep this kind of, I mean, I've got a zillion tabs open on my, my, my screen here and a bunch of clips and, as usual, a bunch of little notes. Trying to keep this together, but... I started with that. So, and then the fourth stage of ideological subversion is normalization, where we go, you go back to a period of stability until the next cycle reaches its uh, crisis point. Um, and here's from the article. What actually happens now that, unlike myself, you have literally several years to live unless the United States wakes up? The time bomb is ticking. Every second the disaster is coming closer and closer. Unlike myself, you will have nowhere to defect to unless you want to live in Antarctica. And that's what Yuri Bezmenov said in 1984. So we're talking, what, uh, 40 years ago, right? So we're 40 years later from him writing this. And so now we're in this stage where it seems like everything is coming to the crescendo, a... At boiling point, okay? The crisis stage would involve a false flag that would serve as a pretext for martial law. Joe Biden's assassination might fill this requirement or the start of World War III. Well, you know, I was on I was on a call BSing with um, the hijacker over the weekend, talking for a while. And I was, and I, you know, I've been talking about the Trump the possibility that they take out Trump. Um, let me see here. What, Sam, if you want to get clip three ready. Ivan Raikland, this former military lawyer, I think, I don't know if he was a Green Beret or not. 
there's a lot of Green Berets who are PSYOP guys involved with a lot of this stuff. You know, you got General Flynn, you got Ivan Raiklin, you got this Pete Chambers guy. All involved right now with this kind of the Clay Clark, uh, you know, these 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 tours they're doing and all this stuff. And so a lot of people kind of got their eyes on this. And, and I and I kind of do. I haven't went to any of these things or, you know, I, uh, at this point in my life, it's. I, I don't know what it is, but just my sequence of daily events is so busy for me to try to get out of town. It's basically impossible. And, you know, to go to one of these reawaken America tour things, you know, some, they have a lot of them in Tulsa, which is a few hours away from here, but I, I just, I don't know. Something is keeping me away from a lot of these gatherings and, and so forth. And I don't know what, what that is, but, Anyway, we're, um, Ivan Raiklin was talking about something going on with Trump. And, and, you know, I've been talking about this for a while, that Trump ordered this alleged hit on General Qasem Soleimani, you know, the big heavyweight from the Iraq, I mean, the Iranian uh, Republican Guard, you know, uh, real kind of like hero figure in, in the Iranian circles. And I got to say this about the Iran stuff. Because if Obama and, and his kind of clique is still secretly calling the shots in the White House, like a lot of people think, why all of a sudden are we playing this war game with the Iranians when you had the big, you know, uh, Iran nuclear deal and all that stuff with John Kerry and you know, Obama and a bunch of these nations trying to kind of settle things down with Iran, do a, you know, do kind of not necessarily a peace deal, but a, a kind of a detente deal. And now all of a sudden, um, the Houthis get cranked up in the Red Sea, and all this stuff when a friendly regime is in power in Washington, D.C., versus Trump, who was very, very, on the surface, very, very hawkish towards the Iranians. So it's kind of weird that we're seeing all this play out now. A lot of people, oh, because we're showing weakness and all this. You know, it. I, I don't know. I, they... They tell us about this Tower 22 and all this sequence of events. How do we know any of this is even true But at this point? By these liars that are uh, spewing forth from the District of Criminals on a daily basis. How do we know any of this is true? And so many people in the kind of alternative talk radio podcast game, they they refuse to say, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're being pumped this stuff by the neocon uh, talk radio gang, you know, like kind of your your gateway pundits and, and so forth and Zero Hedge. And Zero Hedge is a lot more even-handed. But, you know, gateway pundits great on a lot of domestic issues. But when it comes to the Middle East 
or any of this, they are really kind of in in mainstream uh, conservatard world where it's oh the, the Iranians bad, Israelis good, and and so forth and so, so on. Knowing that everything's nuanced in this world, and the the Jewish mafia that runs the Israeli government, the same Jewish mafia that has its hooks deep, deep into the American government and the British government and so forth, um, this Jewish mafia has used the Israeli government to do a lot of dirt in our country. And uh, I mean, balls deep in 9-11, all this stuff, you know, the the money changer industry, the Federal Reserve, all this. And so people, you know, like Stu Peters gets caught up in this thing, like he says, Israel, this Israel, Israel is just one little outpost of the worldwide Jewish mafia. And so um that's what kind of gets me. Oh, this little country in the Middle East runs everything. Blah, blah. No, 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 no. Israel is just an outpost of the worldwide Jewish mafia. You think that those 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 Montefiores and Rothschilds and freaking goldsmiths over there in England don't call the shots? What's going on in in Israel and and some of the big gazillionaire Jews over here? That they, they don't call the shots in Israel. They don't. They can't put BB under their thumb when they want to, or the or the the labor Zionists under their thumb when they want to. It's called Rothschild Boulevard for a reason. And so people get this twisted that Israel's this all powerful, blah blah blah. No, Israel. It's it's very important to the worldwide Jewish mafia. Of course, this is their their brethren. Both, you know, um, they those they call the lesser brethren. And those that they consider, you know, regular brethren, but uh, the Israeli government is not in charge of, like, let's say the United States. It's it's this interlocking worldwide Jewish criminal network that's in charge. We have outposts all over Europe, the big banking houses, you know, and all these big European cities, and so this is this is like extra national. In, this is intra and international um, crime network of of nepotism, of course, ethnic mafia, and uh, Israel's just kind of like their their outpost where they can run to because you know they're not going to get extradited if they get in trouble in whatever country they're running around in. But these, you know, uh, New York City, some of these super billionaires and so forth, they're all you know clicked up into Israel. Now, I'm sure that most of them have their um, dual citizenship, but the, the country itself of Israel, uh, they're just, and that's just the outpost. That's the forward operating base in the Middle East of the worldwide Jewish mafia. And so people get that kind of twisted that Israel's got this, you know, power over, no, APAC has the power over the Congress, and look at what they're doing to the squad. I play these clips weeks ago, and I, I was looking for it. I couldn't find it, but it was I knew it was in the broadcast. But it was basically saying that the squad was going to be targeted to be ousted in these com- upcoming elections. And look what's going on with Ilhan Omar and, they, and this Tom Emmer character 
and I've got articles pulled up, and I'm and I'm just kind of giving you a glaze over what I'm looking at here. But this Tom Emmer character of Minnesota, Apex, his number one donor, and he's going after um, Corey Bush. The scandal it just turned out about her and her hubby here, right here in St. Louis. Her and her hubby, and she's funneling, you know, like six hundred grand. Um, into him for security and all this scandal with the sergeant at arms of, and all that at the house. Then you got, um, what's her name? Uh, uh, Rashida Tlaib and Corey Bush voting, you know, this all over like your gateway pundit and other places talking about they voted against blocking October 7th Hamas people from coming into the United States as refugees and all the, so you're seeing the kind of a systematic, basically APAC kind of attempted takedown of many of these squad people. And so just keep your eyes on it because you're going to keep seeing it. And they've already said that APAC is going to try to oust a bunch of these people from, you know, because they like them because they're commies. Okay. And I've said this before. Uh, when you're talking to Corey about Corey Bush or Rashida Tlaib or Ilhan Omar, okay, the one issue that they are semi right about is, yeah, the Israelis basically <clears throat> liquidating Palestinians out of Gaza because they want the land and all the the gas and all that stuff, beachfront, this and that. Um, and then you got Nikki Haley and all these people saying, oh yeah, well we can absorb a million Palestinians, bring them over, and so forth and so on. Um, and so you you see the machinations of the uniparties moving towards glossing over, let's just say, taking over large parts of Gaza, and then probably this, you know, natural resources both there and off the coast, and so forth and so on. But the rest of the, every other issue, they're wrong on. They're basically hardcore Marxists. They're all about the trans agenda. They're all about the open borders and all the rest of this. You know, and I and I and I got this in my notes. These hypocrite green New Deal pushers, all this crap that we've been watching. Oh my God, the climate change. You, Chicago ban- banning gas stoves and all the weirdness that we're seeing. All this. You want to tax people for their pets and all this weird crap. These are the same people that want our borders wide open. So anytime anytime you get into it with somebody, you'd be like, wait a minute. You're a big environmental climate change, zero carbon stuff, you know, all this 2030 stuff. But yet you're of the same ilk that says... We need to absorb all the refugees because of A, B, C, and D. So wait a minute. If you're a green pusher, which green is the new red, we know this. It's this was this was uh, Gorbachev's whole move when they moved, when they collapsed the Soviet Union and he came here and became this hardcore green pusher. Uh, if you're a hardcore green pusher and you're Look at the environmental devastation along the border that all these people moving through due to habitats, dumping trash everywhere, 
Think about the power grid that's already allegedly very stressed, and you're going to absorb 8 to 10 million people in three years. So you're not concerned about the grid. You're not concerned about natural resources. You're not concerned about deforestation and uh, where are we going to put all these people and all the rest of this? Because if you were, you would say, well, we can't absorb more immigrants because we have to go to a net carbon, net zero, blah, 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 blah. So it proves that you're a liar when you're saying you're an environmentalist, when you're saying that you're worried about carbon footprints and all this, when you absorb more people into our country in three years than 30-some-odd states' populations. Okay, think about the stress on the electric grid. Think about the amount of gasoline, natural gas, electricity, everything these people are going to use. Think about the food that they're going to consume. Oh, the the animals and the you got to you know the meat and all this crap. The all while there are, all these plants are mysteriously blowing up, but you're saying that you're a green and you're a uh, a climate warrior and you want to go throw paint on the Mona Lisa, but yet you're the same person holding a refugees welcome sign. And so you don't care about you because these two ideas are diametrically opposed. You cannot be an environmentalist and be refugees welcome. I'm sorry. It is impossible. So that is the most uh, hardcore argument that you can ever throw at one of these lefties and be like, you're not – you're not. You don't care about the environment because you're the ones that are keeping the border wide open, and we've had to absorb 10 million people in three years who are all using these so-called scarce resources that you're constantly whining about. So I'm I'm done kind of talking about that, but uh, you know it's it's crazy. Um, so. Where am I going to go? Um, let's talk about this. Uh, I was I was listening to a broadcast, and somebody brought up this website, nuclear911.com. Nuclear911.com. Okay? So it's kind of interesting. Um, deep State in the Book of Revelation and, and so forth. And I'm just going to talk a couple. There's a couple cool paragraphs here I'm going to go through. Um now, people talked about this, the coronavirus, the, the, the first horseman of the apocalypse who wears a crown on the white horse, right? And people were talking about that when this first happened, and I remember I covered it. Um, open tyranny, drunken with power, and looting the world. They are at war with the people, full-spectrum dominance through corrupt governments, agencies, and institutions, through education, employers, Wall Street, election fraud, through a corrupt legal system, and we're really witnessing how corrupt these judges and uh, lawyers are. Uh, open treason in the entire um, legal system right now. Selective enforcement, huge. Entrapment, huge. Political persecution, cancel culture, censorship, social oppression, backed up by media lies, and finally open borders, which means no borders, which means no nations. Today, the second horseman is emerging. Peace is being taken from the earth. People are killing each other. The deep state is pulling the strings. Wars will spread and fear will spread, but this is not going to erupt into World War III. Instead, the next step is a big sword that will be given to the deep state. Another big event is coming. 
as the second horseman releases its fury inside of America. No joke. So, um, let me see here. I was going to talk about, okay. I know I had you have clip three ready, but have clip four ready. Um, Sam, this was Alex Jones and see Alex Jones has this Infowars head of security guy. Okay. And he's allegedly like creme de la creme of spec ops and alphabet agencies and so forth and so on. So he had him on, what was it a day or two ago when this convoy was getting moving and, and getting closer down to the border, which allegedly there are a bunch of these people are all down here. Right. And so Let's listen to a little bit of clip four, and then we'll get back to this article. Go ahead and roll it. But we've got the NSA, the Border Patrol, everybody really upset about that, and they are worried that the criminal elements of the federal government, the same feds that staged the attack on Governor Whitmer and all that that didn't happen, that tried to stage it, they are seriously concerned. That doesn't mean you don't go protest. It doesn't mean you you don't go cover things. But they're using all this to roll out officially during the election year with only nine and a half, ten months of the election. That anybody that's upset about human trafficking or a totally open border or hundreds of thousands a week coming across, you're a terrorist. You're a bad guy. But the good news is the Border Patrol is totally on our side. And they wanted us to know they're working with the state police. They're working with the governor. They're working with the state guard. And they're working... The federal agents who I've talked to are totally upset. They don't want to be involved in human trafficking. This is not what they support, just like you don't support it. And so it's going to be whistleblowers that are king and queen in this whole situation. And people are not sitting there and taking it lying down. Think about the takeaway. I mean, we were shown the documents as well a year ago with tens of thousands of Haitians piled up in Eagle Pass. They put out a fake terror alert. The feds believe it's fake. We talked to that it was an imminent white supremacist attack so they could use facial recognition then on the border. And now Biden's doing it again to set the precedent for the whole United States, just like they used it on January 6th to prosecute all these innocent people, but say we can't release all the footage or all the names because there's so many hundreds of feds in the January 6th crowd. So they want to use the microcosm of their dud false flag it was supposed to be way worse Pelosi is supposed to get kidnapped all this stuff but they couldn't provocateur anybody so they went ahead and still indicted a bunch of people and put them in prison for decades and people that walked in the velvet ropes for six months to five years and so they want to take this model of january 6 and expand it to everybody and the feds the rank and file fbi nsa all of them are saying Border Patrol are saying, we see what you're doing. And we've talked to a lot of our sources on the border. This is coming up. The police know how to spot a leftist. They're running their license plates. They're finding out who works for the NGOs. They've already caught at least a dozen people that are known members of NGOs. The police just run their plate when they look suspicious. And, oh, this guy is on LinkedIn. This guy worked for the U.N., This guy works for Biden. This guy worked for Obama. And they're all dressed up in Trump outfits with a gun down there. 
and the cops just swarm them and start following them. They're not stupid. See, once you're aware of a false flag, it loses its power. So over a dozen who reported this four days ago have been identified by law enforcement who are NGO leftists posing as militias down there. So this isn't our Waterloo. This isn't us getting our ass kicked. Now this is our terrain. This isn't the capital where they can rig everything and control it. And we walk into a trap. Now we're smarter. And now we're identifying who they are. We're now running their license plates. We're now going, oh, that's an NGO. That's an NGO. Got a bunch of weird chicken neck pedophile looking meth head, you know, people in a restaurant. The cops aren't dumb. They look and they go, boy, that doesn't look like Trump supporters. I mean, you know, a group of Trump supporters looks like nice, friendly people. All right. The men look stop like it there. Uh, but yeah, so allegedly they're all reporting that you've got a bunch of people down there um, embedded or in the area that probably are on somebody's payroll there to possibly provocateur something. We'll have to keep our eyes open. We'll be back other side of the break. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee. And I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee. And after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good. And uh, every time I came back, uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee that's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Go to republicbroadcasting.org. Smash that donate button like Russian peacekeepers smashing through the Azov neo-Nazi terrorists in the Donbass. I don't think you can explain politics without looking at Jewish power any more than you can explain physics without dealing with gravity. 9-11 was a jointly conducted covert operation that involved multiple states, the Saudis, the Israelis, and what you could call the deep state in the United States. remarks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, your jiggling juice, we used to say, the the dancing Israelis. Uh, So even the Republicans now are compromising and they're pushing issues that are destructive to the white race. 
they would always say, like, are we just going to talk about this stuff on the radio? Like, what are we going to do about it? Either we force the democracy to work by actually getting the ballot access, getting the candidates, getting in office, getting our message out there to the people, or we expose just how undemocratic it is. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Email tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. Broadcasting Network. If you can support the network, folks, if you've got the means, please do so. The board operators down there got to get paid, bills, electricity, and all the rest to run this network. So uh, help them out if you can. So another big event is coming. You know, there's so many people that can feel it in their guts, in their spirit, in their bones that there's another massive diabolical event that the gang has in store for us. And so we're I'm back to this nuclear 9-11. Third, horsemen, famine. The deep state has been undercutting the food supply, but soon they will go full throttle. Resources will disappear overnight. And the supply chain will be permanently redirected. This will bring hyperinflation or starvation for us while the deep state bathes in abundance and opulence. According to scripture, for you a loaf of bread will cost a day's wage, but for the elites the wine and oil will be protected. Do you believe it? You will be wise to prepare. So, and you know, just in the last week we saw more food processing plants strangely 
going up in flames. You know, the, this this character, Chris Ray. Did you notice, has anybody up there, that when they're questioning um, Homeland Security or FBI, did they ask them about the food plants? That uh, Have any of you? I I haven't seen one article or because I don't have the time to sit and watch the question questioning like on C-SPAN or whatever. But has any of the so-called Republican congressmen or Democrats even asked these guys in charge of, you know, law enforcement and so forth in our homeland of any of them? I see that some guy got caught for swatting a bunch of people. That was this week. Some some goofy looking dude was swatting. I mean, I don't know how many that he was responsible for, but isn't it amazing that we just, with all this panopticon level of uh, surveillance and law enforcement, you would think if uh, if you owned a food processing plant nowadays, uh, you'd have that baby under some pretty nice surveillance since you have, um, you know, so many. Uh, have, you know, have been hit. I mean, it's it's just crazy. So I've got this article. Stunning map shows all food processing plants have been burned down, blown up, or been destroyed under Biden. Okay? And it's got a map. And we're talking, we're talking like, you know, um, you know, like a hundred different places. And I'll just go through... Number one, Monmouth Smithfield Foods Pork Processing Plant, 430 of 21. Well, that's a Chinese-owned. 725-21, Memphis Kellogg Plant, 813-21, JBS Beef Plant, 824-21, Patak Meat Company, 730-21, Tyson River Valley Ingredient Plant, 1021-21, Dairy Gold Plant, 1115-21, Garrard County Food Plant, 1129-21, Made Right Steak Company, and goes on and on. That was the first, like, eight. Let's go to number 24. 22822, Shadow Brook Farm and Dutch Girl Creamery Burns. Uh, number 25, 342022, 2,980, 2,900, uh, wait a minute, 294,000 chickens destroyed at a farm in Stoddard, Missouri. 3422, 644 chickens destroyed at an egg farm in Cecil, Maryland. And this is just all chickens. And now they want to give us all that fake chicken. Do you notice that? Isn't that interesting? Um, 314, 22, 20, Wayne Hoover Dairy Farm, barn full of cows, burns. 2,750,000 chickens destroyed at an egg farm in Jefferson, Wisconsin. Uh, 31622 Walmart Distribution Center burns for 76 hours in Plainfield, Indiana. I mean, number 58, 77,000 turkeys destroyed in Minnesota. Taylor Farms pro- Food Processing burns down Salinas, California, 41422. I mean, we're you're up to you're you're you know, you're up to that's just up to 2022. And we've had tons more. I mean, they're going after the supply, folks, squeezing us. Um, but anyway, back to the article, and then it's uh, and finally the fourth horseman it declares death, then straight to hell for the fourth part. That is the rulers of darkness on this earth, spiritual wickedness in high places, judgment is swift, the destruction 
um, wherever its tentacles reach, death by plague beginning in Washington, D.C. in one day, blah, 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 blah. And I don't know if I agree with all that. But, um, you know, when you get into some of the stuff with Cheney and all this, the the Denver, people kind of believing that Denver's going to become kind of a second capital and all this with the the city built under the airport area and all this stuff. Very, very fascinating. Um, in my notes, Susan Rice. Everybody keep your eyes on Susan Rice. Okay? I've been saying it last few t- weeks. She left the Biden administration all quickly and left very, you know, right when things started to get really, really goofy. So, you know, you had this Project Veritas. Uh, James O'Keefe was talking to this character from the White House, like, you know, cyber team, right? And I'm sure most of you have seen this. And he was pretty adamant that Michelle Obama, you know, Joel Gilbert was just on with rents this week. And so a lot of people believe that Michelle Obama is still going to be this person. Okay. But he was adamant and he's talking off the cuff what he believed to be off the record with O'Keefe is like, no, man, she doesn't want to do it uh, due to the fact of, you know, after seeing for eight years what what they already had to deal with. Now, the other people are going to be like, well, you got some sort of cleanup operation going vis-a-vis the, the, the chef dying up there in Martha's Vineyard and so forth, kind of like the choir guy back in uh, when Obama first was going to start his meteoric rise, that gay choir guy out of the uh, Reverend Jeremiah Wright's church. And then you had the whole Larry Sinclair thing. And then, but the, the, the the chef did get whacked for some reason. And so anyway, you know, but just to be kind of devil's advocate here, but this guy was saying that no way uh, Michelle Obama's not running. She's, she's not interested and so forth. So if that's true, Keep your eyes on Susan Wright, Gavin Newsom type thing. Because Susan Rice, she's in that Samantha Power kind of circle, Obama circles. And she's a big, you know, uh, I think Ivy League type, uh, national security circles, real big, you know, and so forth. So uh, for some reason, uh, her name is sticking in my head with possible... uh, Switch out with uh, good old Kamala, because Kamala's a hot mess, and nobody really likes her. Um, So anyway, let's kind of move on. Let's talk about Iran a little bit. Uh, Sam, get clip two ready. This was Rick Wiles a couple days ago on True News, okay? And I'll pop in to see what he's talking about, but... And I and and in my notes right now it says Iran baloney, okay. So I was listening to to Rick Wiles and he sounded like I I, I don't know he, he he just blew my mind that he he said this he he gave us like this surface Republican kind of analysis of Jimmy Carter the Iran hostage thing Reagan coming in didn't mention Daddy Bush. Uh, back channeling with the uh, Iranians, and then after 
Reagan and these guys come in. Then you had the entire Iran-Contra thing that was going on behind the scenes. Let's go ahead and play that first part of clip two. I'll add to that. I was in high school uh, when that occurred, and I still remember them having a school assembly, bringing the whole, all four uh, classes of high school into the gym, and they wheeled out a TV on a cart, and they showed, uh, you know, what was going on uh, with the revolution in Iran. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so that was, it was a big, big news item at the time. So they interrupted your school day to show you that Iran had been overthrown by the, by the, the radical uh, uh, Shia uh, Muslims. And so, yes, it was a big deal because they captured um, several hundred American citizens who were working in the U.S. Embassy and they held them hostage for over a year. It's what brought down the presidency of Jimmy Carter. It's what got uh, Ronald Reagan elected. On, On the day that Reagan was inaugurated, January 20th, 1981, Iran released the hostages. Yes. That Jimmy Carter could not get set free for over a year. And the reason the hostages were released is because the only thing the Iranians knew about Ronald Reagan was that he was a cowboy who rode horses and shot guns and killed people. Right. And they pause it for a second. Pause it. Now, do you think Iran intelligence, all the Iranian Americans that live in the United States, that, oh, Iran is just some backwater country and they don't have intelligence assets that gather intel on an incoming president? You think that that's all they knew about them, that he was an actor and he shot guns on Hollywood movies? I mean, is that, is that your analysis, Rick? Really? Uh, go ahead and resume it. And the reason the hostages were released is because the only thing the Iranians knew about Ronald Reagan was that he was a cowboy who rode horses and shot guns and killed people. Right. (laughs) And they thought, we've got a cowboy president. He's probably going to shoot us. And they they released the hostages on the same day he went into the White House. That's right. Now, the Democrats tried to make it, they tried to, to create a scandal and said that Reagan had secretly negotiated yes, with re- the Iranians during the election, which wasn't true. Not so really? ever since 1979... Okay, go ahead and stop it there. And it just have it forwarded to that second part. I might try to get to that later. Um, well, the, the former head of the CIA, George H.W. Bush, Reagan might not have known a damn thing because we we've, we in hindsight, we figured out now, oh, they tried to whack Reagan... And Daddy Bush, during this whole time, he was getting um, all these judges under blackmail. Remember all that stuff that came out, all these federal judges and so forth? You know, you notice how a lot of these federal judges do the most strange things? Huh? You notice how they uh, go against everything that they've sworn to uphold and defend? Well, so a lot of them are on blackmail. They've been blackmailing these people just like they do congressmen and people in the government all over the place. And guess what? Why do you think John Roberts and Coney Barrett voted uh, this whole razor wire thing? They're both Roman Catholics. They're both under the power of the Jesuit order. Okay? John Roberts cast the... Uh, the the vote that broke the tie on Obamacare. Do you remember that? 
And this guy allegedly has some serious dirt on him. He's a creep, allegedly. But then he, as soon as he cast that tiebreaker vote uh, on Obamacare, he went to Malta. Remember, he vacationed in Malta. Allegedly, he got knighted over there. Okay, secretly knighted into the Knights of Malta. So I'm just saying, um, but for, for Rick to sit there and say, oh, they just thought he was a cowboy, blah, blah. When then after this whole thing got, you know, deconstructed later with um, Iran-Contra and all that, Daddy Bush and his, his little gang were basically behind the scenes telling the Iranians, hey, man, we got deals for you, buddy. Just hold on to them freaking people until we win. the." And then, and then the Iranians, you know, it's just like the same stuff now. It's like, gosh, we've been, the Iranians have been screwed around so many ways from Sunday by the so-called West, the British, and then the United States with the Shah and all that stuff. It's just, it's just horrible. Um, let's get clip one ready while we're on Iran. Now, this was Jones, Alex Jones, the other day. And Jones was so in the tank for Trump again that it uh, it's it just, you know, it makes me uncomfortable. The, the, the way that X-22, Dave from X-22, and these guys can... Um, hold these dichotomous ideas about this guy in their head. Um, you know, this warp speed crap that Trump went along with, you know. And then they, they basically are apologists and say, look, you know, I know Trump went along with warp speed, but uh, we got to support him because we love A, B, C, D, and E, and F. And the the mental gymnastics, you know, that you see these guys going through to support Trump. Um, now, look, will I be will I be pissed if Trump, you know, if they select him to jump back in the? I, you know, I'm pretty ambivalent right now. I think I think there's so many operations planned for whoever they select that uh, it's going to get real ugly and gnarly. So if if they keep in the demon rats, okay, just think about the, the headlong rush into, uh, you know, invader floods, a total mental illness as far as everything logic completely overturned for another, you know, whoever, however long this, this whole thing lasts, or if they put Trump back, then they're going to sick every asset, every piece of the kitchen sink they can throw at the country and then burn it down that way. You know, I mean, we're really stuck in a, <laughs> in a in a screwy place right now and it, you know it's due to a lot of things but uh our own our own behaviors our own lack of vigilance our own lack of manliness um our you know just lackadaisical just let the country you know 
you know, take a crap on itself. You know, this is what it is. But let's listen to Jones a little bit about Iran. Go ahead and play clip one. Iran engaged in a couple of attacks under Trump. And Trump said no to the Republican-Democratic establishment winning a full bombardment of Tehran that would have led to a wider war. Instead, Trump said, we're going to kill Soleimani. And they killed the leader of their military. And notice you didn't see anything out of the Iranians after that. That's what you do. You kill their leaders. You kill the generals. You kill... When you're taking out the mafia, you want to bust the Don. You don't sit there and go to a full war because you can't. Iran has forces in hundreds of countries, including ours. We've let them in. You can't just run around trying to find all of them. You have to cut their money off and you have to kill their leadership. And I don't want to kill their leadership. I'm just saying if they fund and run Hamas attacks on Israel... Israel would have had the high ground, and I would have supported them going after the leadership of Hamas and the Quds Forces leaders. That's the Iranian militia. But instead, they give them a total propaganda victory and murder 20,000 innocent people. And murdering thousands of innocent Jews does not mean it's okay to then go murder 10,000, 20,000 Palestinians. And again, I care about both groups. I don't have a dog in the fight about which side I'm on. I'm on the side of justice. And All right, go ahead and stop it there. Um, well, all the evidence that the Israelis were, I mean, completely cognizant of the October 7th operation at the very least. It was a lie hop, let it happen on purpose. But then... You're really to the point where it's just like, eh. then you went and gunned down tons of your own people with gunships and, and so forth and so on to make the body count worse. Gas, you know, you got people, I mean, the management of the lesser brethren and the protocols, okay? This was a management of the lesser brethren, but then they had a larger objective, which was to go clear out a bunch of Gazans, mow the lawn some more. Now, who knows what how this is going to end up, whether Gaza is going to make... They're already... People, you're already seeing articles and things floating around that the Israelis are already trying to redraw some borders down there of, of Gaza and, 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 and take more Gazan land into what is considered Israel. So there's this big border dust-up going on. I've been seeing articles floating around about that. And so people are like, well, hell, after this is all done, uh, how much, how, how big is the Gaza Strip going to be as far as under Palestinian control? And that's the big, big question. So you're seeing kind of um, a mix uh, of uh, information coming out right now. They're saying that this is going to be a long game, you know, conflict and there's no, in no time, no time it's going to uh, let up for a while and so forth. So allegedly Blinken and probably Obama behind Blinken and so forth are pressuring um, Netanyahu to recognize some sort of a Palestinian entity as a state. And, the Likudniks are bas- basically flipping off, you know, <laughs> the United States and be like, 
Because think about it. If if Lord Rothschild and the real masters of Israel behind the scenes are sitting there like, hey, yeah, just tell just tell Blinken and Obama and them to shove it. Uh, and if they keep talking, uh, we'll take down their economy. I mean, think about think about how this pecking order works with the Bank of International Settlements and, and the, the central banks, the money changer gang. Uh, you know, you you push you push Israel too hard, and then the the rest of the worldwide Jewish mafia that runs all the finance, they'll be like, they'll be like dude, back off. Or guess what? <laughs> you think the banks all failing um, is 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 uh, something? Now we'll 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 crash your system. And that's why a lot of people are like uh, like I was listening to Stu Peters. He's like, well, why don't we just tell the the, the Jewish mob to shove it? Well, yeah, well, and and then you know, tell tell Israel to go pound sand. Well, guess what? Because Israel is is really really um, important to a lot of people that have um, hooks in every part of our society and can basically, with given the word, can just sit there and and then put us into ultimate chaos. And so it's kind of like our relationship with the Chinese. Okay, we tell the Chinese, hey. We don't know you squat, blah 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 blah, and then guess what? We're gonna we're gonna have a hard t- time readjusting our economy to start producing anything again. Look at all the zombies uh, walking around on our streets. How many of those people are gonna be able to go into a factory and do any kind of technological um, work, working on a line, producing anything, producing like real pharmaceuticals, you know, that we get, look at all the supplements, the pharmaceuticals we get with, from the Chinese, look at everything we get, furniture, clothing, you name it. it. I mean, it's all over the world, Bangladesh, Thailand, Vietnam, we're getting all of our stuff from elsewhere. So when the, when the gangs that run these corporations, the Black Rocks and so forth, they can just put their finger on a button and blow up our freaking economy. And so that's why it's, oh, we just tell Israel to go pound sand. Yeah, well, guess what? The people that love Israel, all these Jewish monsters in other parts of the world, slit our throat in half a second. And so it, we're in a catch-22. We'll see you on the other side. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? 
Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. You're listening to Real Talk Radio. Only on the Republic Broadcasting Network. 